Is Urban Meyer the savior of Texas A&M football? You are Locked On Aggies. Your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome on in to Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, today we are joined by Jake Crane of Crane and Company. Jake, I really appreciate you coming in here to talk about this Texas A&M coaching search. Oh, for sure, Andrew. Man, I appreciate you having me. I love what you guys do on Locked On. Uh, you know, I'm fortunate enough to to go on this network a bunch and and really respect the work that you guys do, including yourself. So, yeah, man, I know it's a uh, it's a crazy time once again to be an Aggie fan. So, uh, excited to join you. Exactly, it's gonna be a fun conversation. So. What got me saying I got to get Jake Crane on Locked On Aggies was I saw your take on why Texas A&M needs to bring in Urban Meyer. Agreed mm-hmm. with everything you had to say, and I said to myself, I got to get Jake on here to talk about it, let all my listeners know what's going on. Why do you think Urban Meyer is who Texas A&M needs to save this program? Yeah, well, I mean, if, if you've ever watched Crane and Company, if you ever watched the J-Boy show when when it was the J-Boy show, uh, I'm going to tell you what I really think. Uh, we don't, you know, it's this isn't, um, you know, I don't carry water for anybody. Uh, we're all a fan of somebody, but but at the end of the day, you know, I was in it for nine years, six at the D1 level, and and when you see how the sausage is made, it kind of, you know, changes your, your, your uh, expectation of what's going to happen. Here's the deal. I know when you say the word Urban Meyer, it's like saying Voldemort at Hogwarts. Like some people are like, oh my God, you know, I can't believe you did that. I think, and look, Urban Meyer is not a great person. He's not the guy I want speaking at the Boys and Girls Club every Thursday. You know, he's not the the guy that goes and speaks to the middle schoolers about making good decisions. But he's not this, he's not a domestic terrorist like they make him out to. You would think he's Kim Jong-un, yet I see him on Fox every Saturday. Uh, and and I when I when I said what I said uh, about it, you know, I had some AM fans that came, they were like, oh, well, you know, AM would never sign off on this guy. Well, let me give you a hint. Bobby Petrino isn't exactly, you know, helping old ladies across the street or winning any good Samaritan trophies. Okay. So let's not act, you know, again, like everybody's squeaky clean. But here's the truth AM has been wandering the desert since 1939. Since 1939, you have everything else. And, and, you know, you hear different people say, oh, well, some places are cursed. That's BS. Football's cyclical. If you know anything about that, you'd understand that. A&M has everything. They have the resources. They have the fan base. They have the tradition, right? They have the support. They have everything except finding the perfect leader. The people always say, you know, programs aren't created equal. Well, leaders of programs aren't all created equal either. If you have the right leader there, you can take advantage of whatever situation. AM just so happens to be a situation where you have an unlimited amount of NIL money, or let's say your top shelf, right? Not, not unlimited, but top shelf. You've got all the facilities to help you in recruiting, everything that you possibly need to combat Alabama and Georgia and Michigan and Ohio State and, and the, the teams that have been at the top. They just haven't found the right guy yet. And sometimes, 
to reach the light, Andrew, you've got to embrace the darkness. You know, you sometimes you have to. Say what you want about Urban Meyer, right? We all know his past, but you can't call him a loser. I watched him win natties at multiple places. All he's ever done is go to places and win, and I think it's the perfect fit. Why? Because even at Florida, Urban Meyer wasn't the first guy to go and ball at Florida. Steve Spurrier did that, right? They've had other coaches that have done that. Ohio State, he wasn't the first guy to go in there and, and be a dog at Ohio State or have an elite Ohio State team. They've had elite teams since anyone can remember, since they put pigskin and, and laces together. But nobody's done it at AM. Nobody's kind of like Kirby turned Georgia into that monster. Clemson got turned into the monster by Dabo. Urban Meyer can be the golden goose. He can be the chosen one. He can be the one with the statue. So you you add what Urban Meyer can bring from a program standpoint. You add how thirsty the AM fan base is to sip from the cup. And Andrew, I'm not saying AM hasn't hasn't been good. And I don't want to be too long-winded, but but for it to make sense, you got to look at it, you know, overall. Uh, and I'm not saying AM has never been good, but it's time, right? It's time. You seriously, and you I don't think you have to break the bank to get them. I don't think you have to sit here and back. Urban wants back in it. You think he likes sitting up there hearing them talk about saving all the time? And hearing them talking about Harbaugh all the time, it's amazing. Michigan didn't start winning a lot until, I don't know, Urban Meyer left Ohio State. What a coincidence. You, He wears those Bond villain glasses on that set for a reason. He wants back in it. His ego's too big. He's chomping at the bit. And I'm telling you, if he goes to AM as somebody who is from Auburn that is a fan of a team in the SEC, that is not good. That that Urban Meyer at AM is scary. It's Daniel Day Lewis, there will be blood scary, right? It, it's oh no, now the monster's for real. You go from the butt of the joke, right, to butting everybody else out of the trophy. And I think that's something that AM fans, they deserve it. Take the shot, shoot your shot. You want to win? Go get a guy that can go win big. I know everything you say, I agree with Urban Meyer. And I think a lot of people, my favorite point there was the whole. Bobby Petrino isn't helping old ladies across the street. And it's true. I think people need to understand you want Urban Meyer to win football games. You want him to come in here. You put that stuff aside and you say, listen, who was our offensive coordinator this year? Not a guy winning an award for being the best person in the world. Yeah. Like you said, it's a great point. So for the Texas A&M fans out there saying, you know, Urban Meyer is not the most amazing human being in the world. I mean, for goodness sake, Jimbo Fisher wasn't the nicest guy in the world. He was no. a bit full of himself. It's nice. Um, Listen, there's there, nice guy. You find it's so rare to find some. John Wooden's just not walking around out there. Just there's not three hundred of them just walking around the street. Where you've got an unbelievable coach as a program builder and like one of the greatest people of all time. Most of these guys, I hate to break it to you, most of these guys are like the rest of the world and the rest of businesses. Everybody's not a great person. And to get to this level, you have to have a huge ego, right? You you have to have a – it just comes with the territory. Some guys handle it different, right? And and there's lines that don't need to be crossed, right? If you have stuff – that there's certain laws that get broken or coaches that have done things that you can't come back from, right? We're, we're not saying that it doesn't matter what you've done. It's that I think people look at Urban Meyer and it's almost like they treat him like his crimes were more severe than what they were. Right, it's, he's almost looked at in a in a a overall negative light, like he's done something absolutely awful and terrible. When you look around at some other coaches that have jobs right now, and they did stuff that's way worse than him, and I'll, I'll tell you this: 
from the Auburn standpoint, again, when Hugh Freeze got hired at Auburn, there were so many people that were like, I'm never going to another Auburn football game. This is ridiculous. Uh, you know, how could you hire this guy? Somebody had a thread on Twitter the other day. I want to say it was Bryce Bonner. I think that's who it was. That he screenshotted all those people on Facebook and Twitter that said that. They'll never cheer for Auburn again. And guess where they were? They were at Jordan-Hare Stadium cheering on Auburn. So I got, like I said about Harson, the same people that are sitting here saying Auburn's the devil for getting rid of Brian Harson will be the first people at Tumor's Corner rolling the tree after Auburn wins with the new coach. It's part of it, right? And what a better time, Andrew. Where's all the PR right now? It's Michigan. It's the sign-stealing scandal. You're in the middle of the home stretch of the college football playoff. They're going to be talking. If you were ever going to slide Urban Meyer in, now you're going to take a hit, that's fine. But guess what? When you're holding up that trophy for the first time since before World War II, and you know everybody's out there at midnight yell as champions, it'll be worth it. You'll embrace them, right? You'll embrace them. So, look, you want to win. You want to win it. Go get a guy that can actually win. Not that Mike Elko wouldn't be great. Right, Jamie Chadwell would be a fantastic hire, in my opinion. But there's only one Urban Meyer, right? There's only there's only one Avenger out there that you feel like could come in and within two years, hey, oh my God, in a 12-team playoff? Andrew, stop. Come on, man. Let's make it this good. I think Urban would take it. I think he'd take it. We are going to – I'm going to ask Jake some questions. I agree with Jake on this Urban Meyer takes, but we're going to argue both sides – we're going to take a break, and then I'm going to ask him a few questions and see his thoughts on maybe what we see during his time in the NFL concern him. How will Urban handle NIL situations like that? We'll have those discussions coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. First, we're going to talk about our friends over at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn is the perfect place, whether you're an employee looking for um, a job, whether you're an employer and you need some guys for your company, LinkedIn Jobs will help get it done. You got to go check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We also need to talk about our friends over at Athletic Brewing Company. It's time for the Athletic Brewing Company Game Changer of the Week. And normally we say a player, but this week it's going to be Ross Bjork. Athletic director at Texas A&M because he pulled the trigger, fired Jimbo Fisher, and there's a lot of optimism surrounding the Texas A&M football program. Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Full flavor, well-crafted, just like a full-strength beer. They sent me a six-pack. Stuff is incredibly good. I highly recommend it. No hangovers. It's fit for all times. Go check out Athletic Brewing Company. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first order. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company fit for all times. So back to our conversation with Jake Crane of Crane Company. First, Jake, I'll give I want to give you the opportunity. Let everybody know all the awesome stuff you got going on over at Crane Company. Where can people check it out? 
Yeah. Um, you know, if, if you like old school sports talk, uh, it's, it's me, former Michigan quarterback, David Cohn, not the pitcher, as he would say, he'd never play for the Mets. Uh, and then my brother, uh, former Western state, Colorado wide receiver, talk everything, college football, the NFL, college basketball. Uh, we do a live show each weekday morning, 6 30 AM to 8 AM central. Uh, you can, we have live calls. We have a lot of AM fans that, that watch. Uh, we talk a lot of AM. Uh, we have a live chat as well. You know, we call it the booster club. That's, that's, uh, you know, pretty, it gets pretty emotional in there. So, you know, if you're into that sort of thing, it's, it's a good time, but if you can't catch us live, uh, it stays on YouTube, uh, in Apple podcasts and Spotify, it's C R A I N and company. My name is not spelled like the bird, but, uh, uh, you can find us pretty much anywhere. It's uh, it's a really good time. Got great guests, Tim Brando. We have coaches on all the time. Uh, so yeah, man, come check us out. Great stuff over there. You got to check them out. Now the hard hitting questions. Like I said, Jake, I agree with you. I do, but let's you know let's push both sides of the argument here. So you know, Urban hadn't been at Ohio State for a few years. It's funny because it's one of those things. Like I looked at it, and I went, man, it's been a long time. It doesn't feel like it's been that long. College football, since you know he moved on, has changed. NIL, transfer portal is a more hard-hitting thing. Do you think he would be able to adapt to what college football is today quickly, or does that concern you in any way for him taking this job at Texas A&M? Yeah, because you know what one of Urban's best strengths is he knows how to hire people. He knows who's the who the right people are to hire, which if you're ever in any leadership position, whether it be in business, whether it be in anything, you know, it's about who you bring in to help you that ultimately determines how well things go and how long you're able to have success. Not only getting there, but maintaining it. You know, it's kind of like if you've ever seen the Austin Powers movies, Dr. Evil, you know, he'll just freeze himself and then he'll go into the future. And all of a sudden he's in the future for like a month and he's got like a volcano layer built or some under underwater layer built. Urban can get the layer built. It doesn't matter how long he's out of it. But I think people sometimes assume that Urban Meyer's older than what he was. He's only a couple years older right now than Nick Saban was when he took over the job at, L at Alabama. So to kind of put it in perspective, um, Urban Meyer isn't, you know, he's not Lou Holtz coming back. You know, he's not, he's not the crypt keeper coming back who's going to just get dissolve into dust halfway through the year. Now, he has had health problems. That's probably would be my main worry, you know, and, and typically you hear that about players, you know, not coaches. Um, but no, I, I, you know, in the NFL thing too, I mean, I saw Nick Saban struggle in the NFL. You know, I've seen a lot of coaches go to the NFL. It's the same sport, but it's a different game between the NFL and college, uh, as, as much as there are similarities, there are drastic differences, uh, recruiting academics, just, just the flow of things, the flow of information, the amount of personnel that you're able to use, even though, you know, the college games trending toward the NFL when it comes to the amount of assistance and extra help you can have and, and stuff like that. But, uh, I tell you, I don't think there'd be any problem adapting. Um, I think he would hit the ground running, uh, don't think he already has a plan in place too. like this guy's probably been sitting in a dark room with a cigar and, and a glass of whiskey, just thinking about what he's going to do when he gets back. So no, I, I don't think urban would have, would have any trouble adapting. I mean, it, it's the NIL era and him sitting in a pretty good spot. You know, if I'm going to go try and win a war, if I got the best and biggest guns, I've got a really good chance. So, uh, I, I think it's, it's, even though it's changed, um, he's a guy that is in that rare air of, being able to, to not only get to the top, but be malleable when he gets to the top. Kind of like when Saban used to complain about the hurry up, no huddle, right? Like, oh, it's awful. It's the worst thing for college football. Well, he realized it wasn't going to change, and he was still at the top. So what did he do? He didn't cry or quit, 
right? He didn't do, you know, a lot of what we're seeing Dabo Sweeney do right now. He embraced it and went and hired the best guys and went, and we know what that offense did in 2020. So it's, um, it's, I, I think he's malleable. Last question about Urban before we move on to some other names floating around for this job. And I'm going to ask Jake, hey, yeah, your name on this guy. What are your thoughts? But I want to ask you, the 2024 schedule for Texas A&M is incredibly manageable. Your two most difficult games are at home. It's a schedule which is where you can really make a run. If Urban's the guy, if they hire Urban, do you think he could have it be a quick turnaround where 2024 is a special year? Could he keep some of the talent on the roster there now? Uh, could he keep some of the guys in the recruiting class? Or do you think this would be a more long-term thing? We've seen the quick stuff happen in college football where you turned around like that. Could Urban Meyer do that, or are you looking more long-term for this? I think it's both. I, I think a lot of it determines, like, what are you qualifying as a special year? You know, going 10 and 2, right? Like, are, are we saying that? Are we saying that 9 and 3 in his first year is a special year? Are we talking about, you know, 11 and 1 in a playoff berth? You know, hell, you could maybe get in with 10 and 2, honestly, going to the 12 team. We'll, we'll see how that dice rolls next year. But, but I think, look, in the transfer portal era where, and you can sign up to 85 guys, like, you get 85 total scholarships on a roster. The old rule was you can only bring in 25 guys on scholarship a year. That rule's been abolished. It had to keep up with the transfer portal rule. It's just impossible to maintain a roster doing it the old way. So you could technically bring in all new guys. I think you'd have a lot of guys stay. I, I don't think recruiting would get hurt because, again, as much negative PR as Urban Meyer has, those guys know who Urban Meyer is. They know how many players Urban Meyer's put in the league, which the only three letters that are mean more money than NIL or NFL, and that's still the biggest pitch that there is out there. So – when I look at the availability to bring in big-time players that are already proven commodities, the ability to maintain a recruiting class, the ability to maintain a roster, because you talk about momentum, as much negative PR as a and would catch very quickly from the Urban Meyer situation, they would the excitement level wouldn't be Deion Sanders level because Deion is, is a different, that he's a superstar, right? But there would be excitement level like we've never seen in Aculant, in my opinion. Overall, now, uh, you know, you saw that segment of the fan base that would be pissed and and that's fine. But once you start winning that they'll come around, that's just how this works. But I tell you, I, I think you bring it up the schedule situation. The same reason um, why I don't think Florida uh, is going to fire Billy Napier this year is because their schedule in 2024 is absolutely brutal. You don't want to. And I say that to say this. You don't want to bring in a guy year one without his roster. Right. Overall without the structure that he had time to put in place, being able to develop guys, being able to get his coaching staff exactly how he wants it to be able to operate at maximum efficiency. In that first year, you're putting him behind the eight ball. So that's why I think Billy Napier is going to be allowed to go through 2024. Their schedule's awful, like hard. So if he struggles, they'll take him, they'll fire him, bring in somebody else 2025 to have a better chance. I think that's why AM got rid of Jimbo this year because next year's schedule is a lot lighter. Right. And, and you bring in a guy, whether it's a young guy, whether it's a newer guy, maybe it's Mike Elko, somebody like that. You put him in a great position. You bring in Urban Meyer, you give him that schedule and you brought in a master builder with a manageable schedule year one. Something very special could happen. After seeing that roster, I would not be shocked if they brought in Urban Meyer, if A&M wasn't an early favorite to make the playoff with the 12 team. I agree with you. We are going to run through some names. I'm going to read off names that are on hot boards, and I'm going to let Jake give me his thoughts on those names, and we'll do that coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. First, I got to talk about price picks. Price picks 
is the most fun way to gamble on a sporting event. What I love about it is the fact that you're not going against these betting sharks, these betting sharks. You're going against yourself. You're picking overs or unders on players' props, whether it's Mahomes' passing yards, whether it's Damian Pierce rushing yards, or if it's um, strikeouts in a baseball game, if it's base hits, total bases, whatever it is, all sports. You got hockey, you got basketball, football, baseball. They've got everything at Prize Picks. It is the most fun way to bet on. It's basically fantasy. I love it. I do it all the time, especially once my fantasy football team has inevitably gone to a dark, dark place, which has not happened yet, thankfully. But I love Prize Picks. Multiply your money. You can pick two picks up to six. It's just fun. It's a fun way to bet on fantasy sports, and you're not going against these betting sharps that really hurt you and make it hard to win money. Go check out Prize Picks. Go to PricePicks.com slash LockedOnCollege and use code LockedOnCollege for a first deposit match up to $100. That's PricePicks.com slash LockedOnCollege and use promo code LockedOnCollege for a first deposit match up to $100. So some names I'm going to throw them out there, and one you've already talked about a little bit. and But I do want to add real quick before we get into the names, I want to ask you a question I've seen floating around before we get into these names. And it's, it's a good question it. of simple as this. A lot of people are saying you're not paying that buyout if you're not going to go get a big-time name. I, you know, and, and the people argue that and say, well, maybe you don't have the money for a big time name. You know, there's sides to both. And why did you buy him out? Like, so do you, that statement, do you think they have, they had a plan in place to go get somebody of relevance when they paid the 77, whatever million dollar buyout? Yes. Yes. For, for a, a couple of reasons. Obviously the plan was in place. You know, you, you didn't fire him for beating Mississippi state that bad. Like, I think Jimbo knew uh, going into this game. I, I think this has probably been a done deal. And this is just in my opinion because, you know, you don't make decisions that cost this amount of money just on the fly. Just, hey, you know, this is something that's happened over time. I, I think, I think, and I think, I think it was Ross who put it best. He said, it just felt like we were stuck in neutral. And, and that's, that's the truth. So, yeah, that I, I, there's a plan in place. Now, when is that going to be announced? Um, I, the further this, the longer this takes, the less I think it would be urban, right? I think it would be somebody that said, listen, I'm going to take the job. I want to finish this year with my team though, out of respect to them, uh, which is what you see a lot. So yeah, there was definitely a plan in place to get And I think it's got to be a big name right now. You know, do you can, and I know we're going to go through the names, but like Mike Elko's, it's not a big name yet. Like if we're, we're talking big names, like big, big, like I don't, I, and listen, I, I know there's not unlimited money at AM, but you don't fire someone and pay them extra money when you could have waited because you're broke. Like that's not that's not how that works. Um, so yeah, I think there is a plan in place. You know, and it's funny, Mike Elko is the first name I have on this list. And I want to add the caveat. I said this, I talked about him two days ago, you know, led my let off my show with Mike Elko, and I said. I think Mike Elko is going to be a good football coach for a long time. He's got ties to Texas A&M, of course, being the D.C., but that's not a hire that's like you pay $77 million to Jimbo to go get Mike Elko. So, Mike Elko, what are your thoughts there? Because he's the guy that I think I, if I, I would argue 
I've seen most people leaning toward he's the guy, and I don't know if it gets me excited. Well, the good thing with Mike Elko is you've had two years, you know, to watch him do his thing. This isn't one of the Mel Tucker, oh, you won five games at Colorado, right? And and then we took you at Michigan State. Then you won nine games because Kenneth Walker's really good or 10 games, whatever. So here's all the money we've ever made. And then turns out you weren't what we thought. Uh, it, it feels like the natural choice because of those reasons you mentioned. He's familiar, obviously, with College Station. He's familiar with the SEC. He's had a couple years of success. But if you're going to go get Mike Elko, and look, I, I believe in Mike Elko. Um, I, I think he'd do a really good job. Now, he wouldn't be a lead at the level of Urban Meyer, in my opinion, but that's asking a lot. And, uh, you know, Mike Elko still has a long way to go in his his head coaching career. But if, if you're going to hire Mike Elko, if you're going to fire Jimbo and pay all that money to go hire the head coach at Duke, you better be right. And better be right quick. So, look, this is, this is huge for the AD as well. Like we know, you know, basketball, it's great. Baseball, it's great. I know it's huge at AM, right? Like it's huge at a lot of SEC places. We know who's daddy, though. We we know what's king. It's football. So if you're if you're gonna make this move to go to get rid of Jimbo, to go get Mike Elko, it better be a lot of positivity early. A lot of it. Um, or somebody higher than the head coach, head football coach is gonna be fired. I agree with you. I have a name here. That's been floating around a lot. And it is funny because I've been talking about I want it to be the big name guy if you're going to pay the buyout. This is the one guy that's not a big name guy that I would be okay with. And that is Glenn Schumann. I, I mean, I don't know where your thoughts lie with that. If you're mm -hmm. if you're against me, a roast, you know, if you're not with me on it, I'm cool with it. Let me know. I think that he could be kind of the next Dan Lanning. If you, if you disagree with me, let me know what you think there. Well, it's again, it's it's unproven, right? Like mm -hmm. again, I'm not saying that you know you may end up being right. I mean, obviously, you know, it worked out with Dan Landing. It's worked out with a lot of of Kirby's assistants the way it's you know worked out with a lot of Saban's assistants. But in that same vein, if if you're gonna do what you just did and pay what you just paid to get rid of Jimbo, you're gonna you're gonna go get a, a DC that that's never been a head coach, yeah, like to, to, to lead your program, like. And and you're the DC of a team that the head coach is really the DC. Like not saying that that Glenn Glenn's obviously a hell of a coach. He knows what he's doing. But that's a huge risk to me. That's like saying, you know what? Our quarterback next year. Let's just play this freshman high school kid who we projected to be really good, as opposed to the kid we can get from the transfer portal that we know is good at this level. Uh, that that's a big risk. But look, sometimes. You know, when you put you put it all on uh put it all on green, it hits, man. So look, I, I just that would not that would be a we missed on a lot of guys. Now we gotta take a chance. And out of all the guys we have to take a big chance on, we feel like Glenn Glenn Schumann is the safest bet. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's funny. I think the more I think about it, I think it's like reaching for a player in fantasy football. I think Glenn Schumann is going to be a good head coach. In the you could be right, team. but but he's got to be the right guy at the right time. Exactly, right? and I don't know if this is the right time after paying that buyout because it's kind of against what I said about Elko. But I just think For he's sure. going to be a guy at some point. So we're running low on time. So I want to I want to throw a name at you, and then I'm going to throw a question at you. Let you go, and we'll call it a day. Mm -hmm. Um. I, well, first, the guy a guy a name I like is Kalen DeBoer over at Washington. Now I want to add the caveat. If you go get him, you then miss portal windows. You miss um, the signing day, uh, national signing day, stuff like that. How important is that? Where do you lie on the name Kalen DeBoer? Are you? Do you think that is possible? 
And then if it wasn't Urban Meyer, this is my last question, if it's not Urban Meyer, who do you think it's going to be? And, and would you be happy with that person, that m's coach? Yeah, uh, when it comes to Kalen, uh, I, I think he's done a hell of a job uh, at Washington. My thing is, yes, number one, timing is everything. That The quicker you get to start building the house, the sooner you finish building the house. And in this dog-eat-dog world and this arms race that is college football and the amount of players that, you know, it's almost like now uh, in recruiting, you know, not lot, signing the new signing periods in December, right? If you're signing guys in February, it's guys that are waiting on grades. There's not as many good players out there in in February as there were in December. It's the new signing period, it's not the early signing period. It's the new signing period. There's a signing period and the late signing period. Uh, I, I I think it's kind of like that, right? Because to to be able to to put the best products you can on the field, you need the most time to be able to see what the market has because you can only get what the market bears. You have to maintain guys in recruiting classes. The longer you wait to name a guy, the, the more time those other coaches have to go in that living room and the less time the new guy has to go in there and be able to convince them to stay. So, yeah, I when it comes to Kalen, though, I don't think he's leaving Washington. I think this is one of those situations that we see a lot where – you, know, you, you see this in other forms, too. Like, all of a sudden, Shane Beamer is turning down rumors that he's going to go to Mississippi State. We know you're not going to Mississippi State, right? You're trying to make yourself look look good, which it makes sense, right? To have people say, listen, we struggled this year, but we need Shane Beamer. Hey, give me a raise. Eli Drinkwitz got a two-year extension last year at the, at the end of Missouri season last year. Remember that? They weren't exactly killing it. Turns out to be the right decision. But what you're going to see is, Kalen, I think we'll use, and that's what made what Dan Lanning said so uh, refreshing the other day. Because he's like, listen, I'm not wor worried about the contract thing. You know, most guys will get up here and be like, well, you know, obviously we're worried about what we're doing now to make people think there's a chance to make that AD go to that president and say, listen, we need to pay this guy more money or we're going to lose him, right? It's that panic extension. So uh, I think Kalen's going to do that to up. He'll get a, a raise at Washington after what they're doing this year. Um, it'll, you know, he'll get an extension. It, it'll work out great for him. It's it's using, leveraging your value. It's striking while the iron's hot. So, uh, no, I, I don't think Kalen ends up at AM. I think he'd be a great hire for AM, but, but I just don't see him, you know, with Washington. They're going to the Big Ten, right? You have that continuity. I think he just fits better up there. And then the second question if not Urban, who do I think it's actually going to be? Man, if it's not Urban, in my opinion, I think what you're going to see is it's either going to be one of a couple people. It's going to be Mike Elko, which is, you know, kind of everybody's natural selection. But always remember, the first person you hear never really gets it. I, I think Jamie Chadwell has a legitimate chance to, to get this job. And if he does, he's a that's a great hire. And if people say, oh, Jamie Chadwell, why would you do that to go get him? You, you want to talk about a guy that's built up equity? <laughs> Look, we did at Coastal Carolina, a place that didn't exist basically until he got there. Look at what he's continued to do at Liberty. All the man does is win. And, and the offense he runs, I call him young Willie Fritz because that, that's kind of like what it's like. Like that that spread option, it's it's a very conducive offense. It's fun to play in, but he's a he's a builder. He is a he is a guy that while he may be offensively leaning, knows how to build a program. He knows the importance of hey, our head coach just isn't an offensive guy. He's our head coach, and he's a dog on the recruiting trail. People, a lot of people really don't know that about Jamie Chadwell. He will work as hard as anybody in the Southeastern Conference. So if it's not Urban Meyer, I think it's either Mike Elko or Jamie Chadwell. Awesome. I love it. Jake, I really appreciate it. Once again, tell everybody how they can check out Cranico. Yeah, man, this is a lot of fun. I uh, appreciate you having me on. Yeah, it's like I said, we're live each weekday morning, 6.30 a.m. to 8 a.m. Central. Uh, easiest way to find us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, at C-R-A-I-N and Company. If you can't catch the live show, it stays on there the whole time, so you can still listen to it. We take live call-ins. 
uh, similar to Feinbaum. And, uh, you know, it's uh, we, we have a live chat. Uh, that's a lot of fun as well. So, yeah, if, if you like talking college football, especially SEC, come hang out. Like I said, thanks, Jake. Appreciate it. That is going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Aggies. Thank you all for being here while we talk about this coaching search. A lot more fun stuff to come, and we will see you tomorrow.